0: joining us at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. (laughs) Amen. And today we'll be coming from actually the second part of a series that God placed in my spirit. Some of you may remember the first part, Conquering Your Trouble. And we'll be continuing on with part two and we'll be sub-topping it, reestablishing God's plan. How many of you know that we have to conquer our trouble and we have to reestablish God's plan? Amen. The book of Psalms 46, first verse, and it reads, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Amen. Psalms 34, first through the seventh verse, and it reads, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth my soul shall make it boast in the Lord the humble shall hear of it and be glad oh magnify the Lord with me and let us all exalt his name together I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears they looked to him and were radiant and their faces were not ashamed this poor man cried out the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. Amen. We'll stop right there. The Message Bible breaks that down simpler for you to really understand it. Psalms 34 out of the Message Bible, beginning at the first verse, I bless God every chance I get. My lungs expand with his praise. I live and breathe God. If things aren't going well, hear this and be happy. Join me in spreading the news. Together, let's get the word out. God met me more than halfway. How many other people meet you more than halfway? God met me more than halfway. He freed me from my anxious fears. Look at him. Somebody needs to look up. Give him the warmest smile. Somebody needs to smile. Smile at your daddy. Never hide your feelings from him. When I was desperate, I called out. And God got me out of a tight spot. God's angel set up a circle of protection around me. While we pray Amen. conquering your trouble, reestablishing God's plan. What was God's plan in the beginning? Well, in the beginning, God's plan for man was to be to have dominion over every living and non living thing on the face of the earth. Genesis, the first chapter, 26 verses. And God said, let us make man in our image. He said, let us meaning that was more than one. That was God, the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. After our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. God made man out of dust and clay for his own pleasure. See, God wanted someone whom he could give all his love to. He wanted someone that would return his love. See, the angels were incapable of love. God created the angels for assignment, so they did not have free will. He wanted somebody that would show him love and kindness and would receive his love and kindness in return. That's all God wanted from us. He wanted us to be prosperous. He put us over the face of the earth and we had dominion over everything. All we had to do is obey and not break his covenant. And he did all of this because of his loving kindness. Now that's love. See, God knew when he created man, he wanted man to have free will. Free will means the ability to choose from right or wrong. To decide what what you're going to do from day to day, whatever it may be. God had that much faith in us. But the Bible also says that God only created one other being that had free will before man. And that being was Lucifer. I don't know if you know it or not, but in the book of Genesis it talks about it, that Lucifer had free will. He was the only angel and the only other being that had free will to choose from right or wrong. Isaiah 14, 12 through 17 also discusses Lucifer or Satan and his free will. But see, Lucifer convinced other angels to follow him. See, it's just like you going and tell a child, come on, go with me, knowing it's wrong, or telling your buddy, come on, come on, let's go sneak out real quick and go have a party. Well, Lucifer decided to have a party and a, and a rebellion against God. And God knew what happened to lucifer could happen to man if given free will god knew that man had a choice but see what the devil didn't know that god had a plan for the plan look at your name and say god had a plan for the plan see even if the plan was changed even though the course was changed some of your your courses have been changed, but even though God's GPS was manipulated, so to speak, God manipulated the manipulator. God revised the plan. See, this is an example of God's grace. His grace is sufficient. Reestablishing God's plan has benefits. And you might say, well, "What? well, what is that, um, Brother Pastor? Well... First of all, blessings is one of God's benefits. If we reestablish his plan, the blessings belong to us. When you do the will of the Father, all of his promises belong to us. Deuteronomy 11 chapter the 26 through the 28th verse talks about some of the blessings that God has for us. 11 chapter 26 verse of Deuteronomy talks about his blessings and it reads, Behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you today that's all we had to do that's all you have to do obey my commandments and reap my blessings don't obey reap the curses thank pastor Nathaniel preached on that Genesis 22nd chapter 18 verse talks about the blessings for your seed your child your children your children's children if you do right God promised that he will take care of your family he will take care of their family just obey him John 15 chapter talks about the blessings, 7 through the 14th verse. Jesus was talking about blessings that are promised to you if you do what the master has requested. A second benefit to reestablishing God's plan is eternal life. How many of you want to have eternal life? Well, eternal life is salvation in a nutshell. If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he has God has raised Jesus from the dead, you Shall be saved, meaning you shall have eternal life, meaning all you got to do is obey. And it funny how that works back around to obey. Well, let's see. Blessings, eternal life. I like those two already. The third benefit is joy. God will place joy down in your heart. He will give you that unspeakable joy, the joy that surpasses all understanding. Next week, we have faith. Oh, the benefit of reestablishing God's plan is the abundance of faith. Don't you ever notice when you're obeying God and doing and in his will, his perfect will that you just feel more confident? Things seem to smooth, go more smoother for you. It doesn't matter what people say to you a lot of times. And if you just obey in the will of God, he he covers you and and you can have a smile on your face, even though sometimes you might want to tell them off and you might feel like just slapping them real good. See, Pastor Charles talk about slapping yourself. But, you know, every now and then you just people get on your nerves and because we're all human and we all have come short. So sometimes if you just obey and do the will of God, he will build your faith. See, we, if we believe in God, he would do the impossible or what seems to us to be the impossible, because that's nothing too hard for God. We must stand on the word of God. Matthew 17, chapter 20, verse says faith of a grain of a mustard seed. It doesn't matter what trials and obstacles we face. We just have to have faith, faith in God that he will deliver us from all evil to be effective or to effectively reestablish God's kingdom or his plan. We must have a strong foundation, just like building that, that foundation on a rock. And that rock is Jesus Christ. See, if you build your faith and you build your, your trust, in jesus i don't care what wind may blow i don't care what storm may rise you will stand because my bible tells me no weapon formed against us shall prosper amen the next benefit is hope if you have faith you gotta have hope if you have hope you gotta have faith see we have to hope in christ for he is the basis of hope we must have hope that god is able to do just what he said Knowing that through hope of the Holy Ghost, he'll meet every need. He'll meet our daily need, strengthening our minds and see the war is in our minds. The war, our minds is the battlefield. And if you're not rooted and grounded in God's word and in the Bible, if you don't know what the Bible says, how can you fight? Faith without works is dead. Meaning if you don't study to show yourself approved, then all the faith is for not. All the hope is in vain. But we have to have hope that when the enemy comes We have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, which are hope and faith, faith in God, hope in Christ. That's how I put it in perspective. Romans 8, 24 says, for we were saved in this hope, which is the Holy Spirit. But the hope that is seen is not for why does one still have hope for what he sees? Why do you worry about seeing something in the physical? in the natural. See, that's where your faith kicks in. That's where your hope and your faith kicks in. You got to be able to see it in the spirit. You got to be able to look in the spirit realm. Your spirit man, not your flesh, but your spirit man has to be able to to believe it. Now see, the flesh will tell you one thing. The flesh say, oh man, you ain't got nothing. That's that burrito talking to you. That's not God talking to you. Why don't you lay down and go to sleep? I'm tired. But see, you got to rebuke the devil and you got to put your flesh under your feet. You got to say flesh. You got to just look in the mirror. Think, Pastor Charles. been talking about this for the last four weeks or so. Look in the mirror at yourself. Tell your flesh, go sit down. You all know the song, the worldly song. Go sit down. You may not even be able to see the prosperity and the blessings that make that are coming your way. But just have hope. God will take care of the physical building if you take care of the spiritual. That doesn't mean don't. Take care of your health physically. But if you do what he says does do, then he will take care of everything else. David said in Psalms 34, the eighth chapter, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in God and who has hope in God, who has faith in God. See, last time when we conquered our trouble, we talked about David and Absalom, his own son trying to kill him. Can you imagine your own child trying to kill you? Some of you forget about God and take off running. Now, some of you Forget about God and take take them out and deal with your child. But how many of you can have faith and hope and believe that God will take care of the problem? The next benefit is love. But we must love one another. Have charity in our hearts. We're talking about it, reestablishing God's kingdom. We got to have love. We have to love our brothers and sisters like Christ loved us. That love and kindness. We have to do what Jesus commanded of us in the book of Matthew 5th chapter 44th verse. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you and do good to them that hate you. Pray for them with despitefully use and persecute you. We must learn how to love unconditionally. Love them anyhow. Check our attitudes. See if we're doing something wrong. See if we're being selfish. Maybe we looked at them wrong. You know, sometimes we don't even, we're not even thinking. Sometimes we just look around and maybe they thought we rolled our eyes at them. But love them anyhow. But finally, we must soul win. We have to soul win. That is God's plan. Re-establishing God's plan. Well, we messed the first one up back in the beginning when all we had to do was just obey God and sit and chill and eat fruit and name the animals and have dominion over everything that creeped on the earth. Well, now we got to do a little work. My Bible tells me that Jesus said that we must go and soul win and help bring in the lost. Go ye there. Therefore, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's what we have been commissioned to do. We have to take action to gain our destinies. See, we got a purpose. My Bible tells me in Ecclesiastes 31st chapter, there's a season and a time for every purpose under the heaven. Look at your name and say, neighbor, it's time to conquer our trouble. And it's time to reestablish our Father's plan. The Great Commission, we have to make it come into realization. I'm reminded of a man by the name of Solomon, the Book of Kings, who wanted to build God a temple. He sacrificed himself to do God's business. See, he had hope and faith. He wanted to reestablish that relationship between God and man. See, the temple had been destroyed, and Solomon knew that the only way to gain the blessings at that time was to obey. The task wasn't easy, but the rewards paid off. Amen. That a prayer that, I, that God gave me. I had nothing to do with it. But God gave me a prayer for conquering your troubles. And I discussed this prayer in part one. Father God, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Ghost, I come to you asking you to forgive me of all my sins. Forgive us of all our sins and to purify us. We need you to remove our troubles, remove our potholes and reestablish your plan for our lives. I pray right now in accordance with your words, ask and it shall be given. Seek and ye shall find knock and the door will be open unto you. Right now, God, I take dominion over my life. We take dominion over our destinies, over our blessings in the name of Jesus. I bind the strong man. I rebuke the curse, generational curses, spoken curses in the name of Jesus. My finances that have been held up in the heavens are released right now. Sickness is released right now. I am a conqueror. I am an overcomer. I'm a child of the most high God. I'm taking back my birthright. I'm reclaiming my destiny. I'm reversing the curse that has been placed over my life. My family is free. No more curses over my family. No weapon shall prosper. Nothing can separate me from your love, oh God. For you so love the world that you gave your only son, that whosoever believes in me shall not perish but have everlasting life. You also told me that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Somebody ought to feel that right now. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Thy rod and staff comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil, my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Amen. For those of you who are listening over the internet, if you would like to hear this message in its entirety, Conquering Your Trouble Part 2, go to to 6305. We thank you for joining us at Brothers of the Word because brother, you need the word. <laughs> Amen.